0: This is a podcast by The Straits Times. From way downtown, a couple of sports teams achieved some first over the weekend. I'm Straits Times sports correspondent Azali Abdulaziz and this week on A Game of Two Halves, I'm joined by my fellow ST sports correspondent David Lee as we talk about NBA, Champions League qualification and a bit about local football too. How are you, Dave?
1: Hi, Sas. Okay,
0: last Sunday morning Singapore time, the Toronto Raptors booked their place in the NBA Finals by winning Game 6 of the Eastern Conference Finals against Milwaukee Bucks. It was the first time in franchise history of the Raptors, who were founded in '95, that they made the NBA Finals and they will face the Golden State Warriors. Game 1 will tip off on Friday morning Singapore time. What do you make of this achievement, Dave?
1: I think the Raptors have deserved it fully If you watch the Eastern Finals against Bucks They were actually down by double figures in quite a few games But managed to turn it around each time
0: Oh, not just Game 6?
1: Yeah, if I'm not wrong, Game 5 as well And so, you know, they finished the regular season with a 58-24 record in the Eastern Conference Which is actually one win better than the Warriors their finals opponents who won the Western Conference with a 57-25 record. So despite not having experience of going so deep into the playoffs, the Raptors have pulled off the unprecedented. You know, after that historic Game 7 buzzer-beating winner in the semi-finals against the 76ers, you can say it's destiny that it's meant to be for the Raptors to win their first NBA championship.
0: Uh, I mean, I'll be the first to admit I'm not a huge NBA fan. I don't follow the sport closely and... Uh, the last time I followed An NBA Finals properly Was when I was a kid When uh, Michael Jordan Was playing for Chicago Bulls Against Carl Malone uh, in the Utah Jazz uh, I think everybody
1: followed that that, was, uh. Yeah that
0: was epic uh, You know but But even I have heard This season of Kawhi Leonard And his insane buzzer beater uh, And now I'm interested You know to see whether Raptors can overcome The Golden State
1: Warriors What do you think Dave? No you talk about Chicago Bulls And how everybody Was crazy about The Bulls back then I think the Warriors Are the next closest thing To the Bulls In the modern era but they are a playoffs machine. They have reached the fifth consecutive finals. They have the know-how of closing out the series. They have great players like Stephen Curry, Draymond Green picking at the right time. So the Raptors, definitely, they will be up against it. But they do have some things in their favour, you know. They swept the Warriors 2-0 during the regular season. And they do have home court advantage for these finals. And what a story it would be for Jeremy Lin, who actually started his NBA career with his hometown club Warriors, if he can actually win his... First NBA ring with the Raptors by beating the Warriors. I haven't heard of Lin Sanity for a long time. Yeah, but he's still in the game and it'll be an amazing fairy tale.
0: Now, if the premise of this year's NBA final sounds familiar to you, meaning first-time finalists against a a team with multiple wins in the competition, that's because it's also the scenario in the Champions League where five-time winners Liverpool will play Spurs on Sunday. Be sure to look out for a Game of Two halves podcast special in the lead-up to that game. Uh, But while we are on the topic, Atalanta in the Serie A have qualified for next season's Champions League for the first time in their 112-year history and with such a modest budget which I'm not going to mention figures you know, because it's not my strength but with few star names you know, and such a small budget it's quite amazing, right, Dave that they're in Europe's premier competition
1: Yeah, to place third in a 38-game league is definitely no fluke and the way they did it in the last game where they overturned 1-0 deficit against Sassolo, was it? to win 3-1 Atalanta have reveled in their status as the underdogs, but having finished the season as Serie A's highest scorers, even above mighty Juventus, You know, Atalanta are certainly worthy of their third-place finish. Under Gian Piero Gasparini, they've played some, I feel, brilliant, free-flowing football. And Colombian striker Duvan Zapata has been an absolute revelation this season with his 22-league goals.
0: Yeah, but given their lack of uh, history in the Champions League, they might be seeded fourth. I'm not quite sure. I think they might be seeded fourth. So, their first experience among Europe's elite might, you know, well not be the most enjoyable, right?
1: I beg to differ, you know, there's always a certain charm about smaller teams from strong footballing countries making it to the Champions League. Names like Kaiserslautern in the 90s, Leicester City in the past decade spring to mind. Definitely it won't be easy for a team with a small budget like Atalanta to make it to the next round, but they have a good squad, let's not forget. They're not like a, a team from Azerbaijan, for example. So if they can hang on to their best players like Zapata, reinforce a little be a bit lucky with the group stage draw they could make it to the knockout stages where anything can happen
0: if you're enjoying this episode of a game of two halves so far do subscribe to us on Apple's podcast app or on Google Podcasts or even on Spotify do like it and give us a rating back to our show we now move on to the second half now, quite a lot has gone on, or rather will also take place in local football in the last couple of weeks and in the next few weeks. Firstly, with the Lions scheduled to play friendlies in the international window between June 3rd and 11th, the new national coach is set to be announced this week. So Dave, what have you heard about the upcoming appointment?
1: The word in the grapevine is that the new national coach will be a Japanese. He will be Tatsuma Yoshida who actually used to play in the S-League for Jurong FC in 2002. Of course, that knowledge about local football is a bit dated. But after he retired from playing, he returned to Japan, where he returned to his former team, Kashiwa Reysol, his hometown club, where he rose through the ranks as a coach, from youth team coach to technical director and then the head coach. So questions have been asked since we broke the story about him being the front runner, whether he's best suited for the job, having been sacked or relieved yeah, of a his duties of times, right? two or three times in the past few seasons from the J League, whether he's the best man for the job. But I think one thing that stands in his favor is is how he has been good at youth development. You know, he, he made his name as Kashiwa Reisos Academy Director, where he helped to produce some good players for the Japan national team, like right back. Hiroki Sakai who is now at Marseille, if I'm not wrong and attacking midfielder Yuki Otsu who has played for Borussia Mönchengladbach in Germany and uh, in Holland
0: Yeah, I met FAS President Lim Tong last month for an interview and he also shed some light into the selection of the Lions coach You know, he said one of the things that the FAS Council were very mindful about is that this coach that comes in would be willing and and excited to work with the local coaches and like you said he has experience in Singapore so he knows what sort of to expect in terms of maybe the personalities that he might meet over here. So I guess that could play into Tatsuma's chances yeah, at, as well. at
1: the end of the day, I think it's a two-way thing. You know, the new coach, if he's a foreign coach, he must work well with the local coaches. And on the other hand, the local coaches must be open to new ideas and working with the foreign coach as well.
0: Yeah, and absolutely, I agree with you. And Kiatong also said that, you know, even though Asundram, our last full-time national coach, left the job in April 2018 and the FAS received quite a number of applications at that point, They only decided to make a real serious concerted effort to search and shortlist after the Suzuki Cup last December I think they didn't want to distract the team with any rumours and stuff like that which sort of explains why the process has taken so long I sort of still don't buy it as a yeah, reason because it's been a year spe- and a
1: half Rumours and speculation uh, they have to accept that rumours and Correct. speculations are part of the game you know? yeah. uh, there, there's so many rumours about who is going to be Manchester United's yeah. new yeah. players new yeah. coach etc it, it's, it's part all of the part game la, right? And but, exactly. I,
0: I, but I guess that's also why I think you first broke the story only in February right? Yeah, that, that's right. that Tatsuma was you know, the front runner, But in some ways There is a method lah To, I wouldn't call it The madness But a reasoning behind FAS's actions And I understand There's also a reason Behind the strategic timing Of the friendlies And stuff like that
1: I mean, the friendlies They can only hold it During FIFA Windows And that would be June This time around they play Myanmar and Solomon Islands on June the 8th and 11th, respectively. Not the most exciting fixtures, but both these teams are ranked above Singapore, who are currently 160th. I think the strategy is to get as many points on board as possible for the rankings for their World Cup qualifiers. Currently, Singapore are the 33rd best team in Asia, which just puts them outside the top four pots. So they're trying to get into the top 32 teams which gets them into the fourth pot for the World Cup qualifiers and theoretically could And share a better and and, more advantageous draw.
0: Yeah, it'll be an interesting first couple of games, I guess, for the Lions under their new coach. And also, it'll be an interesting time for the under-23s who will compete in the Malayan Cup on the June 7th and 9th, I believe. Uh, But in the local Singapore Premier League, there was some not-so-positive news last week when we reported that Warriors FC, that's nine-time domestic title winners uh, and the most successful club in Singapore football, they had their work pass privileges suspended after failing to pay their staff's wages on time for a few months. Things don't seem to be going perfectly down at
1: Chochkang, is it, Dave? And this is not the first time either, right, Sas? You reported in October last year that they also paid their players late. Mm. So it seems like they have a cash flow issue and it's getting them into trouble with the authorities.
0: Yeah, I mean Things are far from settled la, and Despite all this For some reason Despite having problems Off the pitch They are finally hitting The right notes on it Last Saturday's 3-2 win over Haugang United, Your Haugang United Dave Was their third on the trot And took them off The foot of the SPL table
1: Ah, uh, they were lucky No, uh, but <laughs> no, 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 but, no,
0: but seriously what, what do you think Are the reasons uh, yeah, For I, their I, research? I, I
1: think it speaks Very well for the players That, you know They are able to Keep their focus On the pitch you know, Despite all the problems Off it they knew they had to do something after that disastrous first round where they were rooted to the bottom. And I think much of the credit has got to go to the players and as well as the leadership of, I think, Captain Gabriel Quack, who scored for the third game running as well, if I'm not wrong. It seems like, you know, every time he becomes a father again, uh, you know. He starts scoring. Yeah, <laughs> he, you know, he's scoring on and off the pitch, if, if you could say that. But credit to Gabriel and his team for turning things around, sadly, it was against Ao Gang. But Teams being competitive, the bottom teams beating top teams—it's always good for the league for its competitiveness and attractiveness for the fans.
0: And on that note, there's the final whistle, bringing to a close a game of two halves. Thanks, David Lee. Thank you. If you enjoyed the episode as much as we did, do subscribe to Game of Two Halves on Apple's Podcast app or on Google Podcasts or even on Spotify. Do like it or give us a rating. That was an SPH podcast. Find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts and streaming on Google Home. Do send your feedback to podcasts at sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at straightstimes.com and bt.sg.